0: Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too. And share tools we've discovered or made up. So you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's get started. welcome to another week. Welcome everybody. We are so excited to be here with you. This is our I guess official one-year anniversary celebration of the QWERTY Writing Life podcast. So we're going to talk about what you guys thought were our best episodes and then we're going to talk about our favorite episodes as well. Mm -hmm. But first it is now time to talk about our creative weeks. So Joy, what did you do? Okay, so I am kind of cheating the system a little bit, and I'm going back to last week. Because, see, here's the thing. Shame. (laughs) So I totally forgot that I wanted to say this is my creative week last week, and because I forgot, I decided, you know what? I can just do it next week. You know, there. Hey, you're the host. You do what you want. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So I am taking us back to Mother's Day. And so on Mother's Day... My husband works in the restaurant industry, and so even during times of pandemic, <laughs> I don't see my husband on Mother's Days or Valentine's Days or anything mm-hmm. like that, right? Okay, it just yeah. doesn't happen. <laughs> so those holidays are usually a little different for me probably than, than some other folks, but this particular Mother's Day, I got to go with my kids to my in-law's house. I have the best in-laws on the planet. And um, they have a great, great place, like six acres. There's a pond back there. It's just super relaxing, huge deck. It's just a great place to go. And like every time I go, I always feel just so much more relaxed just being there, sitting out in nature and all that. So the creative aspect for me was sitting around the pond as my kids played in the pond and fished and my father-in-law caught us some perch for supper to go along with the catfish that he had already gotten and things like that. And then I just, I pulled out my camera or not a camera, I pulled out my phone and I just took some pictures. There was a mama duck with all of her little baby ducks. How fitting for Mother's Day, right? So I got pictures of that and you know, it was just fun just to, to be sitting out there in nature and capturing a little bit of it. So what about you? I feel like you have something up your sleeve that you can't wait to share. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I am still working on the action plan and everything from the class that I took. And I have I have decided to work on implementing the skills that I was taught in the class with short fiction. And if you guys have listened to our podcast we did like a three series um, roundup of how much we love short fiction so can we add like a, a favorites to our list here because I think that might have been my favorite series <laughs> really oh, we yes. didn't even, I didn't even think about like favorite series no I didn't either until just now that one was a lot of fun also the blockades to writing you yes. know blockades to creating we thought that we would kick off this celebration with looking at the episodes that you guys said were our best ones by the number of downloads that we had for them. So we will do uh, kind of a round off, switching them back and forth. So Joy, will you start with number 10? Absolutely. So number 10, episode 39, one engaging story leads to another. Number nine was episode 42, and that was Cross Your Finish Line. And number Yay. eight, episode 43, the three E's of art. I liked that one. That was a good one. Number seven, episode 35, goal planning with 2020 vision, part one, template for goal setting. So I wonder, like, did no one go to like the other parts of that? <laughs> that just had me wondering. Well, they didn't need to know our goals. They had the template. They made their own. It's fine. All right. So, number six, episode 31, creative workshop perfecting our book description. Yes, that was a long one, guys. That was like an hour long. So, the workshops tend to be a little, workshops and interviews tend to be a little bit longer. So, way to go, people who hung in there with us for an hour talking about book description. Number five, Episode 45, Finding a Love for Practice. That was a great one. This one didn't surprise me that it was on the top. Yeah. So number four, episode 41, Everyday Creativity. I loved this one too. I'll I'll be talking about that one a little later as well. So number three, episode 38, Our Affirmations for the 2020s. All right. Number two. Episode 44, Finding Your Creative Medium. And. Okay, I can't do it again, yeah. obviously. <laughs> um, episode number 37 was a number one, and that was our interview with a creative, Joanna Pin, on the evolution of creativity. Oh. Just a gem. Just, <laughs> just a gem. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Amazing, amazing episode. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so those were your favorite episodes based on the number of downloads for each episode. And we are so thankful that you guys have stuck with us for this year and have enjoyed listening to us. We had over 3,500 downloads for the podcast for the first season that is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it is really incredible. And the really cool thing is because, you know, we have the analytics kind of behind the scenes. And as the months have gone over the past 12 months, we've actually, you know, it's been up and down a little bit, but it's been steadily rising as we've gone. So I feel like that's a pretty positive thing. And I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, I just think about all of the community that we are are building together and that we have a thread that connects us and it's just our creativity and it's just us living our lives and trying to understand this thing that makes us happy. So if you are wondering what our favorite episodes are, we really liked the interviews a lot, which is probably a good roll off of which you guys liked too, because number one episode from what you guys said was the Joanna Penn interview. So let's talk about the Joanna Penn interview for a second, Joy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, absolutely amazing that Joanna Penn came on our podcast. Um, That was just a huge thing. It was a, for me, it was, it was very much a, um, I guess a boost, you know, just an emotional boost of, Just to to be able to sit there and chat with really a mentor to both of us, uh, that was just amazing and incredible. And I so appreciate her time um, and just being with us. Plus, it was a blast. Like, I could have talked to her forever. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's so much, you know, that we've already learned from her. And I feel like I would just love to keep picking her brain and, you know, learning more about her and just all the little things. So that was pretty special. I completely agree. I completely agree. I would have liked to have been a little more professional, but I kind of fangirl, just a smidge. <laughs> I said. But there were a couple of things that I really thought affected me in a in a positive way. So the first of, the first thing was she really put mindset in the forefront of my thoughts and just analyzing my own mindset and that sort of thing. So that was kind of a, a huge thing for me. She also introduced us to affirmations in a way that didn't feel weird. So the affirmations were great. And that actually spurred the number three podcast episode that you guys liked. And that was episode 38, our affirmations for 2020. We recorded that after we talked to Joanna Penn and she told us about her affirmations and we wanted to see if it would work for us. And then something else that really stuck with me was when Joanna Penn said, basically, suck it up, buttercup. (laughs) Sometimes I let things affect me in a way that stops me from being productive and being creative. And just hearing Joanna Penn say, you know what, sometimes we just got to suck it up and keep going forward anyway. I loved that. I loved it so much. It was exactly what I needed to hear at that moment. It's great. Mm. Super motivating. Absolutely. And our very first interview was Kim Houseavia and she, she was amazing. So Kim is an artist, a fantastic artist uh, who lives near me, actually, and uh, she approached me about coming on, and at, at that point, we had kind of maybe talked about interviews, but... We hadn't really made any plans definite on that sort of thing. And so I was just like, oh, yeah. And I was like, maybe. And and then I talked to you about it because, you know, we just hadn't had a discussion. And we were like, well, yeah, this would be great. And it brought in an artist. So because our primary thing is the writing. Um, we thought, how cool is this? Because we can bring in a creative with a different medium focus. And mm-hmm. I think that that was really neat to have her as our first. And the, what I love about this, too, is that by interviewing people who are creatives in other mediums, we get to see the connecting thread and the commonalities of creativity, no matter what your medium is. Kim's, they, she had just come out with a book at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was about the creator and consumer relationship. And she poses that a, a creator needs an audience, needs a consumer in order for that whole creative circle to be complete. So Just Paint It Ain't was the book that she had come out with very close to the interview. And so she talked to us about the creator-consumer relationship. And you can definitely relay over into other creative mediums, which was so cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then the next interview that we had was a musician who has a full time job as well. So he's a freelance musician, full time job. His name is Brandon Odom and he is my brother. So special. <laughs> love the yes. brother sister thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Musician in atlanta Atlanta, Georgia, and doing pretty well at it, actually. Um, I enjoyed this so much because I got to know things about my brother that I had never known before. Our entire lives, we've either been living together or we've been in contact, and I learned things about him that I had never had any clue about. And so that, for me, on a you know just a familial level, was like, wow, just so wonderful. But I also learned things from him as a creative, too. And one of the things that really spoke to me in his interview was when he said that he really thought about quitting. And if you knew him from birth, like you would know that singing for him was just like breathing. So to hear that come out of his mouth was very um, shocking. It was shocking to me. But then he said that when he started choosing the type of music that he wanted to do, when he started making conscious choices to only sing songs that inspired him, I thought that was pretty interesting. And I also thought that we can do things for money and because we need it. And and I don't think that we shouldn't discount the fact that it's okay to create for money. That is so, so fine. Um, But there are two ways that you can look at this. One way that you can look at it is that, oh, I'm just not going to do anything that is going to um, not ignite the passion, you know, Um, or you can also look at it like I'm going to find passion in everything that I choose to do, everything that I say yes to. So you can find something inspirational or find something to cling to in every project, every job that you say yes to. Yeah, my brother taught me that. It was a lot of fun to see you two interact with one another. That was really cool. And then our final interview was Rachel Ritchie, and she is a multi-talented creator who was amazing. She chose to come onto the show. She has helped us with our book covers and other projects, formatting and such. And it, it was on creative balance. And we were talking about how you can balance your creative passions one with the other. And then of course there's everyday life too. Her positivity, it bubbles over and it overflows mm-hmm. from her. And it just spills over anytime you interact with Rachel, um, that positivity just kind of spills over onto you. And Uh, She really is incredible. And that was like uh, the worst week because that was early on in the whole pandemic thing. And everybody and their brother were on, I don't know, Zoom or I don't know what everyone was doing. But my internet was kapooey that particular night when we had to record this. And so we didn't get to put up the video for it because it was just too Mm. glitchy. I hope we'll get to do it again because there are so many, so many more things that we could probably like choose to pick out of that wonderful creative brain of hers. Um, but that if you want to know a little bit more about creative balance, go ahead, go run over there. We'll have all the links to these in the, in the show notes. So you can just click and listen. it will be great. But just a brilliant, brilliant person. Just love being able to pick the minds of a graphic designer, a formatter, a writer, um, and just all around super positive, wonderful person. Plus, she brought on a bonus interviewee and her daughter, mm-hmm. who is a poet. And that, was, that yeah. kicked off our Poetry Month in the most perfect way possible. So... Joy and I truly enjoyed the interviews, and um, I guess we can't count those as our most favorite episodes. Yeah, I think so. I think those really stand out. And then from there, we kind of came up with like some different questions. Instead of just saying, what was your favorite? What was your this? What was your that? We tried to go a little bit deeper. So um, we wondered, okay, which episodes scared us? <laughs> so we came up with, all right, which episodes? were we <laughs> kind, of, kind of gave us a little bit of a fright. <laughs> you want to start, May? <laughs> yeah, I sure will. So the episode that scared me the most was episode five. It was part of the Blockades to Creating series, and it was the theory of fear. So I was new to all of this uh, vulnerability I guess you would say <laughs> and and so uh, we just decided that we were just going to do it like we were going to be honest we were going to talk about hard things and we were going to do it in a way that was hopefully helpful to other people too so but the, the thing that was hard about this episode was that this theory is how I live my life so if anybody decided to like come back and be like puppy cock like this is not you know even logical i i might have crumbled a bit so (laughs) so that was why it scared me really was because like i could have it it could have easily blown up in my face easily Mm -hmm. um i have heard really great responses about this this theory i have been uplifted and um I've been hugged and, and I've been well loved through through this episode. And we even did the a bit of a transcript of it in our Finders Keepers Critique Book and in the appendix because we talk about fear in the critique book. And it's it's become it's become a blessing to be able to get out there, you know, get the the information out there instead of a curse. So, I'm thankful for that, but it did scare the poop out of me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you were brave and pushed through. <laughs> <laughs> Which one scared you? Okay, so mine would be and these were back-to-back episodes and it was created to create and allowing faith in your art. And I think that the reason that these scared me so much were, you know, we're both believers, we're both Christians, and that's a huge part of our lives. And it was something that we, from the very beginning, we agreed that we didn't want to hide under a bushel, (laughs) so to speak. It was something that I was nervous to kind of put out there in an episode specifically about these topics, because too often people, when they hear that, they hear faith or they hear, you know, Christianity or something like that, they automatically tune out and they walk away when there are so many things that um, I just knew that the topics were good that I hoped people wouldn't walk away without getting that goodness and hearing those parts of kind of what makes us tick and what makes our art and the things that we produce Maybe a little different in some ways, or it just makes us, it makes it what it is coming from us, you know? And so I think it was, it was just hoping that no one would tune us out because they had some sort of preconceived notions on what we might have to say. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you um it was actually a toss-up between theory of fear and allowing faith in your art Mm -hmm. for me they were both pretty terrifying uh and for the reasons that you said so yeah that one scared me too (laughs) so joy what episode did you most enjoy researching oh this was a good question i'm glad you came up with this one um so for me it was episode 48 creative women past present and future And that was an absolute blast for a number of reasons. Um, The researching part of it, though, it was so funny. As I was starting to look for just creative women through history, oh, my goodness, girl, we could have done an entire season just on creative women. I mean, there are some amazing, amazing women in history. Uh, And that was pretty exciting. And it was funny because, I mean, it was literally minutes before we were going to record, and I was finding more. (laughs) I was like, "No, no, stop looking." <laughs> so I think that that was just a blast, and uh, yeah. to see the the history and the that common thread throughout all of time of women who are finding creative ways to do things—it's pretty inspiring. Yeah, all over the world too. Not even yes. not just in one place. All over the world. Uh, I agree with you. That was a that. I just loved that one. That was a a rabbit hole. I happily went down Mm. and would like to return to. So what about Uh, you? What was your favorite? So yes, yes to the creative women, but also to, and and maybe even for the same kind of stimulation, like I had the same chemicals and reaction and stuff as I did with the creative women. But with the uh, five poetry types, you may not know exist. Episode 50 I had so much fun with that one. Like so much fun. (laughs) And I only could pick five, you know, so. (laughs) That's tough. So. So I researched the different poetry types and then I found examples of them. And then for some of the poetry types, I even got to write poetry for it in that structure. Because, I mean, if I'm researching this stuff, then why wouldn't I write some of it, right? (laughs) So it was just, it was so much fun. And I loved it because I learned from all of that and it was just so much fun. Oh my goodness. And I I wonder if you could tell how much we loved researching those episodes with the presentation. I wonder if you could hear in our voice the happiness, you know. (laughs) So which episode would you say challenged you in some sort of way? So I chose for this question the coulda, woulda, shoulda, things we wish we'd learned earlier, episode 22, for two reasons. Because we recorded this episode while we were lecturing in a creative nonfiction class at a university. So we thought, I mean, if we're going to do this, we might as well like make the most of it, right? So we got a podcast episode and we actually lectured. So that was a lot of fun. It was also our first time speaking somewhere together and it went really well. I had, I had fun. Yeah, I did <laughs> I too. thought it went well. <laughs> we had a really good response from the professor too so that's that's positive um and no one fell asleep or at least i don't think no nobody fell asleep (laughs) it was a long time speaking too so we spoke the entire class period which it was a night class so that was about three hours right yeah it's like a three three hour guest lecture hello (laughs) (laughs) who does that (laughs) the other reason why it was challenging is that the professor wanted us to talk about the things basically that we had not done right. (laughs) The woulda, shoulda, couldas. And we did, like we just laid it all out on the table there. And just, I think the act of looking back and analyzing it without judgment, without regret is so huge. If you can do that, if you can just say, you know what? Yeah, that was a mistake I made. This is how I would correct it now. And this is how I'm going to be moving forward. I think there's so much value in that. And I didn't know that 100% in the creative world until I had to write it up. And the lessons learned looking back mm-hmm. on those things. Yeah. yeah. And to tell a whole bunch of 20-somethings or, or even like early teenagers that I made a bunch of mistakes like that's humbling in a way and it's interesting that you said that one because I was actually between two and one of them was the second part of that that we recorded that night and those were the craft tips that we gave them Mm. and it was challenging because it was like okay if we can only give them you know a certain number like we could go on all night on tips and tricks and all this kind of stuff but like narrowing it down that was a challenge in itself um, so it was interesting that you said that one. And then, um, I think the other one for me was episode 41, the epi- everyday creativity, which I know mm. that ended up being on the top 10. Um, but I think that that was just challenging cause it was, well, it was challenging in the beginning, but what came out of it was such a huge benefit to me because it forced me to really think through my days and to really see the creativity in all the things that I do in all aspects of my life. And I think that that really, you know, kind of opened my eyes just to see the creativity around me. So that was pretty cool. (laughs) That actually is my answer for the next question, which is which episode surprised you somehow? And my answer is episode 41, everyday creativity. It was a mindset shift for me Mm -hmm. for this one. And I know that we talked about mindset with the Joanna Penn. And that's true, but I don't think that it really hit home until this episode, whenever um, we were talking about looking at things that are everyday things that are mundane, that are businessy, that are uh, that's math. <laughs> you know? And finding the creativity in that and like looking deeper and scratching off the surface and really just diving deep and realizing that it's not creative May and mundane May. Um, It's May and she's creative in anything that she does. You know, if she's writing a grocery list, she's using creativity in some way. And that was, that was hard for me because I'm, I'm evidently really good at compartmentalizing or I'm really good at denial (laughs) or maybe both. So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but I separate, I separated that and this episode helped me put those things back together. And that was a surprise for me. I think the surprise episode for me was the second workshop we did, the creative workshop, where you had me write a poem live. <laughs> I am evil. <laughs> and I'll be honest, guys, like, I really didn't know how this was going to go. I mean, it could have been, I mean, I could have come up with roses or red, violets are blue, and it would have been just sad. <laughs> you know? A little bit of behind the scenes on this episode. I promised Joy that if the workshop went really badly, <laughs> that we would scrap it. And do something else. It's true. (laughs) So I had to give her that promise for her to go through. (laughs) And I think that that's what kind of helped me go along with it. Because there's like, okay, if it doesn't work out, (laughs) it's not like we're recording live. And yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah. So I mean, you know, that surprised me that I was able to come up with something. And um, in that time period and... You know the creative juices flowed and it was great, but you brought in a fantastic exercise for me to do, so thank you, and that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to whoever made the exercise because honestly, I didn't make it. I just want to put a little disclaimer there, but I did implement it in the workshop and it was go. a lot of fun. You implemented it very well, <laughs> thank you. So, let's see. So, our other one um, next to last, we thought about. What brought an unexpected response, either from yourself or from a listener? That one was episode 13 for me. It was finding the creative in your community, and the response was from myself because you basically spearheaded this episode and you brought in so many wonderful ideas about how you can get out there get into your community like physically get into your community i'm not talking about online and in a in a writers group which those things are wonderful and we thrive on those but to actually walk out your door and go someplace is invaluable too so joy brought so many opportunities that i had not even thought to like look into and I live in a college town guys like there's gotta be all kinds of creative stuff going on everywhere right and it had never really even crossed my mind I will tell you that I have two very young children so there are a lot of things that don't cross my mind these days but <laughs> it's true. I was I was surprised at the fact that she could come up with 10 things or however many there were in the episode. And that widened my view on creativity in my community and where I could go to find it and find like-minded people. That's so neat. I love hearing that. For me, it was, I'm going back to Joanna Penn, um, but not necessarily the episode with her, but the next episode where we reflected on our interview with her and that's where we had our affirmations. And so Mm -hmm. this is unexpected from listeners and also from myself because I mean, the listeners, this is one of the top downloaded, um, ones. I mean, my thought is like, who wants to hear about our affirmations? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. who cares about us? Like, you know, so that surprised me. Um, and then just for me, uh, it was, it was a challenge because we, we challenge ourselves to not only put an affirmation on ourselves for this year, this current year of 2020, but also for this decade of the 2020s. Mm-hmm. And so it really um, made me think ahead and really think practically, realistically, um, but also dreaming a little. Of what mm-hmm. it could really look like at the end of 2020, and what it could look like at the end of the 2020s for me, and that was a pretty cool thing. Uh, was there an episode that you would like to do again, and why? All of them, but I think I think the one that I have to go back to is the one with Rachel, just because of the yeah. technical difficulties that mm-hmm. night that totally bummed me out because at the end like May totally had to take over because they couldn't hear me at all which thankfully they were able to continue and they could hear each other and that was great but i was like ah, i'm missing it <laughs> and so that was a total bummer for me it's funny cuz i just emailed her today and i was like may and i want to do over we've been thinking about it yeah. Rachel is worth so much more than the episode that she got. So I just would really love to be able to share all of the wonderfulness and not to have that technical difficulty. And so you can see the joy and the positivity on her, her, on, her on her sweet, sweet face. And um, what I love about it, too, is that um, Rachel is continually growing in her creative endeavors. She's trying new things all the time. She's doing uh, new styles and outlets as well. So I truly think that we will have enough to talk about with her in order to justify another interview as well so true and that could be said for any yeah. creative and you know what's interesting too like this question really spurs thoughts for me because you know is there an episode you'd like to redo again and why i wonder if we would have the same answers for some of these topics if we went back and redid them um say next year 5 years 10 years from now like would we still believe the same things about our creativity and our theories and our thoughts we change so much as humans. I can see such a huge difference between um, the beginning of this podcast and now just in who I am, the confidence level that I have, the, the fears and the struggles that I have now are a little bit different than I had at the beginning of this venture. Will what we know now stick? Yeah, that's interesting. So are we ready for a pretty challenge? Yeah. I was just wondering if we got it right or if the downloads got it right. So were those truly your favorite top 10 episodes or did you have another favorite in mind? So if we do have a different one that we haven't mentioned here today, we would love to hear about it and, and maybe why it was favor- your favorite. So please feel free to email that or any suggestions for season two to editorial at logos and mythos And that email address is in the show notes that you can just click on it and it'll take you straight there. And you won't even have to worry about how to spell mythos. <laughs> <laughs> and we will also in the show notes have links to every one of these episodes that we've mentioned. So If we happen to mention one and you don't remember watching or listening to it, there you go. So Joy, how do we say goodbye to season one? Oh, well, don't put it like that. Now I'm sad. (laughs) I'm going to cry. I mean, season two two is coming. I know. Our little infantile podcast is growing up. We truly, truly hope that we are making a difference in your creative lives and that you go and make something absolutely see you in season two have a good week bye bye thanks for listening until the end seriously you're a trooper do you think pretty writing life is the bomb may you just said the bomb don't you censor me if you think Cordy writing life rocks ice for real oh my word. please rate review and share us with others If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting qwertybridinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more Candid Chats for you.